Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, it's 1234 in Edmonton. Uh, we're in an interactive segment. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. We will get to some texts on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Heartland Ford out of Fort Sus. Saskatchewan. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. All right, Jim asked to uh, not to have to be uh, uh, pushed for just a minute. So, Jim, the floor is yours. Go for it. Thank you, Bob. And again, I appreciate uh, the opportunity you give us as fans, especially the open line. Bob, this woe has been going on for a long time with the Oilers. We've had a revolving door where players come and go. We've had revolving doors where coaches come and go. And we've had a revolving door where the GM comes and goes. But the buck stops at the GM. And he's the one that, that I believe, I mean, for the last four years, I'm not sure what he's done. Yes, we've had one good year, but maybe it was a fluke because after that we haven't done it. And some of the players that we thought um, would probably stay didn't for whatever reason. He said, he, he you know, they, they just didn't sign him. So the GM is the one that, that's that trades players and signs players. The GM is the one that hires the coaches, and yet the coach is the first to go. No matter what happens after this year, I hope Ken is back for at least one more year because I think he has an awful, an awful lot to offer this team. But I don't want this GM back. Even if they make, if they get lucky enough to make a wild card, there's no way in the world this GM deserves to be uh, the GM of this team. All right. Um, you know, it's interesting. It just shows you how things can change, right? We're sitting there watching the 2017 awards in Vegas before Vegas had come in the league. It was the year of the expansion draft. The Oilers had gone two rounds in the playoffs. They'd gone uh, to the seventh game against yep. Anaheim. They lost three one-goal games. They got zero even-strength goals out of $22 million worth of forwards. Milan Lucic, uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, Jordan Eberle, and Benoit Pouliot. By the games 5, 6, and 7 of that series, Todd McClellan had Nugent-Hopkins between Pouliot and Eberle. That was the Oilers' first line at, when Hall got hurt back in 14-15. Okay? That was the third line two years later. And they lost three one-goal games to Anaheim. And uh, I, th- I think we all know that there were a couple calls. But that shows, that in sport, that shows you, right? But don't for- it's remar- if you had told me then, when Peter Shirelli was selected by his peers as a finalist for executive of the year, and Todd McClellan was voted by the media for coach of the year, that two years later, less than two full seasons later, uh, you know, Todd McClellan would be gone, and the fans would feel, some of the fans would feel the way about Peter that they do. I would have said you're crazy. It just shows you how fluid the game is. Right? What, what, can, we, what can we do with Lucci? Can we buy him out? Uh, <laughs> that's, it's, it's problematic because of the bonus percentages that are tied in that deal. 
He's got four years left in his deal. Uh, how's you? How, you want a stat here, Jim? This shows you how you can make numbers work. Anyway, you ready for this? Sure. How many goals has Lucic scored in January? Two. Four. He's got four, four goals four. this month. He's got four goals his last seven games. Okay. He's scored twice as many goals as Patrick Liney and Austin Matthews combined. Can you believe that? <laughs> Isn't that not crazy? So I don't know. Let's let's see how the rest of the season plays out. And you know what? Call me at the end of the year if you want, and we'll have this discussion on Milan and see where he's at. Okay. You have an you have an open line, and I'll call you. All right. Thanks, Jim. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Carson wants to jump in. He's got a comment on ownership. Hi, Carson. How are you? Hey, Bob. Hey. Uh, uh, yeah. One about the ownership. One about the GM. I won't take too much of your time here, but I remember. Uh, you know, my uh, my family, they uh, they bought season tickets. They've had a box. Their business has supported the Oilers. Um, I remember when Lloyd, when they came to Lloydminster, uh, looking for uh, looking for owners and that sort of thing. You know, a lot of these a lot of these towns and whatnot supported this team. That are you know, we don't live in Edmonton. You know, we're a three four hour drive to go to a game. This is like, North. This is Northern Alberta's team. I get it, right? And the, the Lloydminster Group, the Lloydminster Five, as they were known, as uh, that was put together by Cal Nichols out of Paradise Hills, Saskatchewan. If you've heard the show, you know I feel Cal belongs in the Hockey Hall of Fame as a builder for helping keep Edmonton here. Uh, yes, absolutely. There is. This is a Northern Alberta team, no question. Well, the, the thing that I'm upset about is today I is. I was actually, I don't like to hear people getting fired, but Peter Charlie's got to go. When is this owner going to clue in and give us fans a bone? Don't we deserve that, Bob? Like, where's where's Daryl Cates? He's like the Bruce Wayne of the NHL. You got Dallas owners uh, being very vocal out there, Aquilini, you got, you know, Ottawa. Where is Daryl Katz? Like, the guy's the coast. I would suggest that some would say that Eugene Melnick talks too much in Ottawa. Uh, when it comes to Tom Gillardi in Dallas, it was Jim Lights, his CEO, that uh, beat off about the play of Sagan and uh, Jamie Benn. I, I was surprised how terse that was, uh, but it's also the market because you got the Dallas Cowboys, you got Texas Longhorns football, uh, you got the Texas Rangers, you got the Dallas Mavericks. Oh yeah, and then you got uh, you know then you then then you got the Dallas Stars. Like they need all the ink they can get in the paper. Uh, Edmonton's a different market, but you know what? You're not the only person to to make that suggestion that you'd like to be heard. That the you know the owner should be heard from more. Lots of people have made that suggestion in the past. Carson, thank you. Thanks a lot for the call. I got to get others in. Okay. Um, you can text us at 6.30, 6.30. It's one forty in Edmonton. Next call, we're going to go to Don on line number five. Hi, Don. How are you? Hey, Bob. Good. Right on. Um, just a couple of things I wanted to say uh, in regards to the Cates thing. You know, we don't need to be hearing a lot of words from Cates. He's, he's, he's you know, doing his thing by providing the money. Um, but that's not where I wanted to go. I wanted to go with... Uh, the, the lack of effort that these, the, the team has been showing. You know, I, I agree with some of the earlier callers. I'm, I'm a long-term, loyal, true blue, bleed oil, bleed oil, but I'm getting a little discouraged. Um, you know, this, this lack of effort not showing up for the first period, I don't know, they, they've been hearing it from the coaches, they've been hearing it from the media. Maybe it's time the fans gave them a message and... Uh, not show up for the first period, you know. 
play to an empty arena for a period, and maybe it'll... You know what, Don? Sometimes I think when I watch the team play, I wonder, is this a generation... Like, and I don't want to be that old man that yells at... What, what's that? I don't even know that saying, but you know what I mean? Like, I just know that guys play with passion. Like, and, and um, I, I have... There, there are times when I get upset watching the team play and I'm just sitting there like, you have to be kidding me. You got to bring more juice than that. And I wonder, is it just, you know, and, and then I, f- I forget, well, teams got beat 7-4 before. You know, like it's... But it's not about getting beat 7-4. It's about... Going down swinging, right? You want to see the team? Up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. Going up when you drop the puck. You yeah. Know? If, the, if the fans decided to show up in the second period, they played to an empty arena for a period, Maybe that would send a message to say, hey, we're not going to show up if you're not going to show up. All right, Don. Interesting perspective. Thank you for the call. Peace out. Yep. Peace out. Wow. 780 I didn't think I was going to hear that from Don. Let's go to Sean on line number two. Sean, how you doing? Peace out, brother. What's up? Hey, you know what? I got to say peace out. That's funny. Uh, you know what? My question for you is... Uh, do you think one more day with Shirelli is one more day from where we want to be? And do you think we should maybe move him before he makes one more trade to save his job? I don't, you know what, I don't, I, here's the thing with changing a manager during the season. Uh, I don't know if it helps or not. Uh, I do know that you're running a business, okay? And that there's frustration and exasperation out there. So, I mean, you look in Vancouver, and they moved out Mike Gillis because their numbers were going to be way down. Uh, again, Peter, I think Peter and Keith Gretzky have done a, a pretty good job putting together the, the, I think Jay Woodcroft's the right guy to be coaching down on the farm team. I would have made a move quicker than that. I would have tried to have gotten a guy like Chris Knobloch out of Erie two years earlier because I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't see the traction with some of our prospects, but I don't know how many of the prospects they had. So that's an area I think that they've done a good job, but I totally understand understand the frustration, the exasperation with some of the tra- – I think I think Peter's probably looking at like, with Ryan Spooner going, what the hell happened with this player? I know. Right? Like, oh, yeah. This is a guy that had 49 points a couple of years ago in the NHL. Like, yeah. you know, and, 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 and he probably right. thought he yeah. knew that player. So uh, yeah. put it this way, this is not – like to me – this isn't all on one guy. This is on a collective. And Organizational. There, yeah, and there has to be, you know what, They again, from 10 to 14, they drafted some smaller skilled guys, but they didn't hit rounds to and beyond, and uh, they didn't have the proper structure and process in from a developmental perspective to go inside with some of their picks. Um, I do think there's some better. I think the drafting's been better since 15. There's yeah. been well, I think Shirelli's done a excellent job, like building our, our farm team. But you know, do you think he's going to make a move at the deadline? And if I don't, I don't know what's going to. I don't know what's going to happen at the deadline. Yeah, I don't. For sure. Three weeks ago, I would have said, "Yeah, they're going to make a move." Right now, I'm. I don't know if that's uh-huh. going to occur. I, 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 I sure. and I'd like to tell you that I have daily conversations and I know, but that does not exist. So, you know, that's just, just you know, I want to be fully uh, upfront. Hey, thanks a lot. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank yep. you. Yep, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We got a full board here. It's one forty four in Edmonton, and we're going to work Willie into the show. Willie, how are you? Hey, well, I'm not not too bad there today. Anyway, uh, I was just going to say that everybody's just got to slow down here. I remember before the season started, even on your show and TSN, a lot of guys said that uh, the Oilers weren't good enough to make the playoffs. Uh, a lot of guys said this is exactly where Edmonton was going to be. 
Yeah. I mean, they were 23, yeah. 23, and 3, and a lot of people said this is where they were going to be. Yeah, and then myself, Gary, uh, I feel the pain uh, being an Islanders fan and whatnot. Maybe they got to do what the Islanders do. You got two rinks here. We use two rinks. You guys can use two rinks. <laughs> See what happens there. <laughs> well, Willie, that is a novel concept. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Coach on line number four. I think Coach has got a few points here. Coach, what's up? Uh, not too much, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. First of all, I paid $550 to go watch that Calgary game on the strength of the first game in Calgary. I booked my tickets, yep. and, man, I couldn't be more disappointed. I know I'm not getting that money back, but I think Kate should have refunded my Caesars that I bought that night. But it made me feel a little better about the performance. Anyways, uh, you know, I know we've got a generational top five NHL player in Connor McDavid, but as a, as a captain, I don't see him inspiring the guys enough to well, obviously they can't they're not sticking up for him when he's I'll tell you I'll tell you what by. coach I want to cut you off just for a second yep. here number yep. one I want you to come up to studio 99 okay yep and yep. I'll buy you a Caesar at some point, okay? <laughs> Come up and say you're the coat. Number two, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll probably have to drink one with you, too, and I might actually I might need one at about 2 o'clock today. Yeah. Uh, number okay. two, uh, so I, and I like them salty and spicy, but number two, just regarding yeah, Connor. Just, just yeah. regarding Connor, he just yeah. turned 22. Let's give, yeah. let's give him some time. Today he showed a little bit of fire. Yeah. Uh, this is not an easy situation. He's got the weight of the yep. world, the weight of this community no. on him. Um, you know, we have people that saying, "Well, the team is never the same after Matt Hendricks left." I think yep. Matt Hendricks helped uh, navigate some challenges that were there between Maroon and Lucic, both yep. coveting to play with Connor. And, and right. but you know what? It, yep. You know, at the end, I, I don't think he's a top five player. I think he is the best player. Well, and, you know, I but, mean, but hockey there with. With or and, oh okay, you you're know, saying top how, five. You're saying yeah, top five all the sure. oh, yeah. I all thought the you meant today. You and, no, 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 no. Uh, and the other thing, the other thing I'd say is, unlike when those guys and I've had this conversation with yep. some of the greatest players in the history of the game. Okay, yep. and I said yep. when you played, teams didn't layer when they checked. They didn't yeah. have goaltender. Right. The goaltender wasn't an average height right. of six foot four. The, yeah, the right. you played against defense that could only turn one way, and yeah. you didn't have teams playing a lock against you. And like when yeah. the Oilers play in L.A., they, yeah. Connor's going up against Kopitar, he's going against Doughty, and he's going against yep. Quick. No. That is the and backbone of their 2012-2014 <laughs> Stanley Cup. Absolutely, and your your point is well taken. Uh, like my my oldest son's twenty three. And I look and see how immature he is at times. Hey, how about right. Coach? We, how about when you were 23? Yeah, well, no, we don't want to go there. No, we don't, do we, Coach? Let's remember <laughs> that, okay? Thanks yeah. for the call, so Coach. I'm going to hook you. I'm going to hit you up now. I've got to spend another 550 to go to another game. There we so go. See, I for you. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll yeah. be sure. I'll be writing that one off. Thanks, Coach. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. 
They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Three, it's 148 in Edmonton. I got time for a few more calls, some quick texts, but we'll take a quick time out. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 150 in Edmonton. Quickly, I want to circle back and get one more comment from Ken Hitchcock as we go to our direct workwear Oilers Now audio vault for product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation. Directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Earlier today, Edmonton placed Ryan Spooner and Ty Ratty on waivers. Ken Hitchcock had this to say. I think the emergence of those two guys pushed him back, and and uh, Peter and his guys decided that uh, you know they're not going to have a bunch of guys hang around. We've got a defenseman obviously coming back that's going to take up majority of ice time, so that's another veteran player. And uh, you know I I think he felt like this takes the ball out of our court, so we don't have to make these decisions. Those two young guys are here, they're staying and they're playing and. And both guys are getting better daily. And one one guy's having a much more major impact in the game, Pulley Arvey. And Yamamoto looks like he's got the moxie to be a player. So let's just jump in here, Bob, and say that he was talking about Yamamoto and Pulley Arvey when he's referencing those young players taking the roster spots. Yes, absolutely. All right, very quickly we go to this day in Oilers history. This day in Oilers history is brought to you by our friends at New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter vacation package with New West Travel. Receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation needs. On this day, 1989, what happened? Well, it's probably not what Oilers fans want to hear today, but Mario Lemieux makes his mark at Northland's Coliseum, scoring two goals and adding five assists in a 7-4 win. He was in on every one of the seven goals. Those seven points, Bob, are the most the Oilers have given up to an opposing player in one game in team history. So Lemieux was with the Penguins when 16 out of 21 teams made the playoffs. He didn't make it in 85. He didn't make it in 86. He didn't make it in 87 the first three years. Oh, he didn't make it in 88. They did make it in 89. Rob Brown was on that team. Then they missed the playoffs in 1990. Then they won the Cup in 91-92. And their best team, 93, they got banged up and didn't win it. Just interesting when people talk about windows and that sort of thing. All right, I got exactly four minutes left. Uh, Scott, can you get this done in about 45 seconds? Go for it. I hope so. Uh, I just, uh, in regards to uh, Chia, uh, I don't think you can find a person in Edmonton that's afraid of his next move. Uh, I'm wondering if he's uh, uh, managing by committee. And my question is, uh, how in the hell do you explain the Brandon, uh, Brandon Manning uh, trade? All right. Thank you, Scott. That is, a, I said it, I was uh, perplexed by it. Uh, I don't think that uh, Peter Shirelli acts alone when he makes trades, just to establish that right now. Let's go to Mike on line number seven. Mike, how are you? Good. How are you, Bob? Good. Can you get this done in about a minute? Sure. Love your show. Thanks. Long time Oilers fan, right from game one, 82 or whatever it was. Yep. And uh, a little spoiled there, too. Dad took me some games. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, every Maybe once or twice a year, we have to buy tickets off the... Uh, exchange? Off the exchange, yeah. Like the other guy was saying, about 550 bucks each for the low seats. Yep. 
And now that I've been there, I can't sit anywhere else. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love the team. We got a small, fast team, and we needed a big, heavy team. And now we got a big, heavy team and the best player. And the line juggling every time, it's like... Well, the line juggling... Look, Todd McClellan moved the lines around a fair amount, and so too is Hitch. Uh, do you think the roster is built to succeed as is? Not this year. Uh, like maybe a wild card, but no more than a round or two, unless the goalie goes crazy. Well, I think that's you know what I I, I can't disagree with you. I mean, based I mean based on where they're at right now, I'd say they're going to be they're they're going to have to hurdle some teams to make the playoffs, and they're going to be significantly challenged to beat any of the top five teams in the Western Conference. So, Mike, I don't disagree with you. I want to. Yeah, but- but I'm, all, I'm always going to be a fan. I'm never going to give up. And, all right. Uh, we can't forget a lot of years we're lucky we even had a team. Mike, thanks for the call. Bye. Bye. Let's go to uh, Cole on line seven. Cole, you got about 45 seconds. Make it count. All right. Well, uh, how about when are we going to get a right-handed shot on the left side on the first power play? Fair comment. It's, uh, it, it, we've, been, we've had that same power play like uh, since preseason, man. <laughs> yeah, there. Ironically enough, if you look at the various metrics for the team, the only between goals for goals against power play PK shots for shots against and faceoffs, the only category where they're ranked in the top 15s on the power play. And you know what, Cole? I 100% agree with you. Their power play isn't good enough based on the talent that they have. And at some point, they got to get a right shot on that power play. unit. 100% agree. Top, top 15, you know, it's like, okay, well, we can be top 10, top 5, you know, put, yeah. put, put a right-handed shot there. And one more thing, too, is that we're paying somebody 8.5 to play with the best player in the world. Why not uh, make him find his own, like, line mates on, on his own line? And some might say you don't have good enough wingers to do that at this stage. Time will tell. Uh, this wraps up uh, an, an interactive portion of the show. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody that called in and texted in. We literally got hundreds of texts. Um, this text, oh my God, the excuses today, Bob. Um, <laughs> Corey says, Bob, uh, love your show. Second, uh, first of all, I want to say I love your show. Second, I'd love to see the flan- the fans clear out at the uh, first intermission the next time the Oilers don't show up in the first period. Let them finish the game in an empty building. I'm a lifelong Oilers fan, but I'm fed up. That one comes to us from Corey, and that's been uh, a reoccurring theme. And there was a lot of uh, frustration out there on the... Uh, I actually thought, to be honest with you, the majority of the fans that called in were very fair and weren't over the top. Uh, there's a lot of texts that we filtered through. Um and I, I get the frustration. The team shouldn't be in this position at this stage. 23-23-3. Some might say this is all you had to begin with. Like Dom LeCision or whatever his name is from The Athletic, he predicted this is exactly where Edmonton was going to be at this stage. i got to be honest, I thought the team was going to be better. And I sure heck hope the team would be better. And I hope they're better tomorrow when they play Detroit. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 Albertans employed in the horse racing industry. Spec will be our primary guest on tomorrow's show. Uh, we'll have a preview of the game against the Detroit Red Wings. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. Tonight at 6 o'clock in Inside Sports, who does Reed Wilkins have? He has Kelly Rudy, the recurring guest there, Eskimos in-game analyst Blake Dermott, and uh, FC Edmonton goaltending coach, who was just hired late last week, Lars Hirschfeld. All right. Uh, wow, that's a great guy. Sounds like he's like a drummer for, uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> Quiet Riot back in the day or something. Up next, a global news weather traffic update, as I mentioned, with Cassandra Jodwan, and then a 6 
6.30 Chad News. Uh, no, it's uh, the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Is but, that right? But, it's what? Kelsey Campbell guest hosting this week because Jalen and Andrew are on New West Travels vacation to Jamaica. Okay, wait a sec here. They got to go to Jamaica? Yeah. We're talking Jamaica? Jamaica, not Nashville. Jamaica. Now, now, does Andrew still sport that bikini uh, bathing suit that he's been known to wear over the years? That mankini that he had going on? I've not had the displeasure of seeing it, so I cannot confirm. That's a visual we do not want to share. So long, everybody. Have a great Monday. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.